0: Hey guys, welcome to the Lane's Podcast. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the first two weeks in the NBA. We're talking about what teams have been hot right now, what teams haven't been hot, players that are really, really, really good right now, our surprise players, and the weekly look at the NBA. Alright, without further ado, let's get into it. get into it, so first off, before we get into our speaking, Lockie, how are you, brother? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, mate. Very well. Very well. Can't complain at all. So, what's been happening with you? Anything, anything major or nothing much? Nah, mate. Same old, same old. Just uh, trying to keep up with the NBA. Yeah, mate, as we all are, as we all are. It's all getting into it now. So we're gonna do our, a week, a week in the NBA, but we didn't really have much of a sample size. So we kind of pushed it back, and said we'll do our two weekends in the NBA. That way, we get to see all the teams, see if they versus some good teams, see if teams versus bad teams, and everything in between. So, first off, what we're going to do, we're going to go through our player our teams that are looking hot, teams that aren't looking hot. We're going to go through players that are looking really good right now, some surprise players, and then after all, we get through that, we're going to have competition. Myself and Lockie, I'm going to choose one team that's going to have a team that's going to have a week, sorry, that's going to be looking real good. And Lockie's going to go for about two. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, to play, teams are looking real hot right now. So, for me, I believe with Lockie, the first team we're going to talk about, I didn't know that they were going to go this good. I thought they'll be all right. I mean, they could probably make the playoffs, just depending on how well they go. But the Miami Heat, they've been looking like fire. No pun intended there. They've been looking really good. They haven't had the hardest schedule, but they still were some teams that are going to be competitive. I think that they've got some real good pieces there. I think that Eric Spolscher doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. But before we get into it even more, Locke, what do you think about them?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a surprise package there. Um, definitely, we uh, we definitely would have predicted a hot start with 5-1. and one. Yeah, not 5-1. Um, and one. These guys are, yeah, on fire. Yeah. Um, even, they started off the first, I think the first three games, they missed Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah, those couple games they missed Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler had a, just became a father at the start of the season, and they basically won almost all their games without him. They did uh, versus Charlotte, Orlando, who would say would not crash hot, but... I mean, Orlando made the playoffs last year, so it's a good win, and Miami didn't make the playoffs,
0: so it's still a good win. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Five
1: and one, they're, well, they're second in the East at the moment. Um, and yeah, they. I mean, they've just been. The funny thing is, there's no, no no standouts. Like the whole team. Oh, there is a standout. We'll get to him later. Yeah, I think but, that's a big. It's a bigger omission. Well, first off, the standout I like to talk talk about has been Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero's been going real well. We had him as a sleeper in our uh, rookie of the year package there. While Zion's out, he's been performing nicely. Yeah, just based on the fact that he's going to get touches, a lot of them. And because Dion Waiters got a beautiful stroke, I don't know if you've been watching many <coughs> games of the Miami Heat, but he's got a beautiful shot on him. Well, uh, what's his? Di- it's not,
0: I'll tell you. Sorry, um, what's his name? Uh, Dion Waiters. Sorry, that's the man I'm talking about. He was suspended earlier in the year. I don't know when he's going to come back for a violation policy. I'm not too sure what happened there. Um, but yeah, Tyler has been starting, and I don't think he won't come off the bench this season. I think he'll start the whole season. But he's been really looking really, really well. He's he's partnering well with Jimmy Butler too, because he spaces the floor.
1: Yeah, they've been working out a lot together too. Uh, Jimmy Butler, that's his rookie. Um, Tyler Heroes is uh, Jimmy Butler's rookie. Jimmy Butler's Tyler Heroes rookie. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but no, the Miami Heat been looking
0: really good. I think that they will make the playoffs, even though they they've got this heat. They've gone to a hot start. Sorry, they'll cool down a bit. Obviously, that's going to happen. But they'll still make the playoffs and they'll be a team that's going to be exciting to watch because they just have young players that get out and run and space the floor, which is my style of basketball, I like to watch. But um, the second team that we're going to talk about that's had a really hot start, they are the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, they're the only team in the NBA right now that is undefeated. 5-0, um, baby. The last game they played was against the Portland Trailblazers where Furkan Korkmaz... Hit a nice, nice quarter
1: three to and win the game. A lot of people forget they were twenty one down at uh, th- end of third quarter, so they had a massive comeback in the fourth.
0: No Joel Embiid too, which was big time too. They didn't have their best player, so because you guys have been living under a rock recently, him and Kyle Towns got into a bit of a brouhaha, a bit of a fight. That was, I just think it was a bit of garbage. Charles Barkley said a snuggle, snuggle yeah, party. It was, it was a, bit a bit of a bit of garbage. I don't think there was anything into it. I don't think they've ever been taught how to fight those two I could be
1: completely wrong but right, just from ben looking Simons at had, Ben Simmons had him in a rear naked choke yeah
0: the, the Aussie man the Aussie knew the Aussie knew what he was doing but apart from that they just looked a bunch of scrubs but yeah now nah, they didn't have Joel Embiid so that's even bigger win because they had to rely on some other players that they weren't fond of I mean weren't usually accustomed to I mean who would have thought that if Philadelphia were to get a game winner coming from Furkan Korkaus who would your first choice be it probably would be for me to buy Harris because he's able to be versatile on the floor. John beats out. Ben Simmons can't really shoot as well, so if you needed a three for me, it would have been Tobias Harris. But perfect Brett Brown play creates a dummy play and Furkan Korkmaz, sorry, gets wide open. Good shot. I mean, once he once he got it on, they subbed him straight off because they knew that he wasn't the greatest defender. They get the best defenders on. But yeah, Philadelphia's been looking really good recently.
1: I don't think that they're going to be um, cooling down anytime soon. No, they their chemistry games. is looking good too. I mean, especially when they you think, you know, losing Jimmy Butler. Uh, Josh Richardson has been playing well too. Yeah, he's so, one of my favourite players in the NBA you know, right now. You they've, know, they've accounted for the, the loss of Jimmy Butler. Um, and he's a massive loss in that. But in saying that, they've um, come out hot. Yeah, they've really come out hot. really
0: well. Really hot right now. And I think that, they're, yeah, they're not going to cool down
1: for me. But... Um, we
0: got we got one more team before we get into our third team. Um, We weren't going to talk about them as much because we all kind of knew that they were going to be, you know, the teams to beat. Both LA teams have been looking really, really good. Uh, I think that they're going to, t- right now, they're the two best teams in the league. So I don't want to talk about them as much because you guys that listen to basketball podcasts and just listen to basketball in general, we're getting flooded with a lot of LA talk. So... The third team we're going to talk about that's been looking really good right now is Minnesota. So the Minnesota team has been looking real good right now. I think for me that their second piece is always going to be Andrew Wiggins, but he's actually averaging 20 points a game. A lot of people are like, oh, he doesn't do that much in the NBA. How the hell can you not do that much if you're averaging 20 points a game? I don't know about you, Locke, but what do you think about him?
1: Yeah, he's definitely taken a step up. Um, it's been a little bit interesting to watch these guys. Uh, there's a little series they have on their YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure it was called Run the Pack. Um, so it's just a little, you know, behind the scenes action of the uh, the Wolves themselves. kind of like
0: what the association was back in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I talking about.
1: But yeah, it's, it was interesting to watch it, you know, like just to see their their off-season little stuff they do. And um, Ryan Saunders, is it? The uh, head coach. The yeah, youngest. the head coach, Flip Saunders. Son, I believe? Yes. Um, youngest coach in the NBA. Uh, just interesting to see the way they go about it. I mean, Carl Towns has taken a massive step up. Um, he's taken a real good step he came out he came out hot he had two back to back 30 point games Uh, I think he had like 38 against Brooklyn first game then came out hot against I think it was Charlotte Um, but yeah he he just been dominating that he needed to take that step up Um, he was good last year obviously he was an all star last year but we're talking like he needs to Lead that team now that Jimmy Butler's off and all that controver- controversy has gone. I think that kind of derailed him a bit because he was on the he was ascending.
0: He was on a path that from his rookie from his rookie year to his second year he had a big step up, but then he kind of regressed a bit. No well, not regressed. He just kind of flatlined a bit. A Jimmy Butler drama for a young player it wouldn't help what he was doing. So him getting out of that situation just helped him. Now he's got a fresh start, fresh season. He had an off season to recover, get healthy, get fit. I think that's really helped him out. But yeah, what you're saying, Lockie, he has taken that step up from what we've seen right now.
1: But and that's think, why they're going so well. So I'm going to stay on the topic here of the Wolves, um, just because I've been watching that little series on YouTube. Um, yeah, they've got a the whole team. Like, they play as a team. Um, I haven't really watched... I mean, I watched a couple of their highlights, but they've got some, you know, decent pieces there that, um, you know, have been playing well. Jeff Teague's been playing better than he has race uh, as of late. Um, had a couple of good games uh, they've got that rookie Jarrett Culver um, yeah Jarrett Culver he's been looking alright uh, had the 20 point game last game um, but yeah they've had some really you know Robert Covington he never this is just a vet Mr. Right consistency there. right there um, but yeah I mean Josh Okogie yeah so Okogie's okay. been looking real good they've yeah, got really, really good. Um, well at the moment I can't tell the bloody difference between Wiggins and Okogie the because they've got the bloody ha- same haircut uh, if you watch them if you watch their hair, highlights they've got the little high top fade going and uh the only time you can tell them is just by their number, really. But they're, they've they got a deep team, a lot of young pieces. Jordan Bell, for example, there. Noah Vonley, for example. There's a lot of... Um, yeah, they've got a lot of young pieces that are really performing well than what they what we're accustomed to. Like, you know, you've got their starting five, but they've got some deep... I mean, Shabazz Napier. So, yeah, you've got a lot of young, sort of young vets, you know, in the NBA. The people that have been in the NBA for like three or four, maybe five years max. Uh, and then you've got obviously Robert Covington in there as well, but yeah, you've got some pieces there that, are, that you know just fun to watch. They're, they're an energetic team, uh, play hard, play fast. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's sort of sort of exciting to see a, a different team. You know, Miami and Timberwolves. Who would have thought we would be talking them first two weeks? Yeah, no, Hot no. topic on those guys. You know, everyone all the focus is on those two L.A. teams as you mentioned, and all the big market teams. And who thought we would have. You know, speaking of these guys at the moment, you know, hopefully hopefully they can keep it up. It'll be pretty cool to see. It's always good to see a little bit of competition from these smaller market teams out there. But, yeah, yeah been pretty good.
0: Before you go, we're watching Highlights in the NBA right now, too, while we podcast. I think that's been on pretty good. That hasn't been speak, spoken of as much. Toronto, Toronto's been still good. You know, they lost quite a lot, but they've still been balling out recently. Still got that uh, foundation. So they've been going really well just before we get into our teams that aren't hot right now. So, with the teams that we have that aren't hot right now, we've got three teams. First team is probably the most obvious one. Uh, Golden State. Golden State have been looking average, and that is putting it nicely. Of course, you know, they're losing all their players. So, there was a a report that came out in ESPN the last six games that the Warriors have played. That includes regular season and finals. So, the last six games... (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. They had... KD, Terry's Achilles. They had Clay Terry's ACL. They had Steph broke his hand. So three out of their big four, all injured. One of them left the team already, and then Clay's still out of the ACL. Of course, it's going to be hard for them, you know, to reestablish themselves without those players. Their identity, there's no identity right now, if you ask me. So it's really hard for them to play. I still believe that they're going to be a good team. I think D'Angelo Ross is going to have a lot more of an impact now because he's just got the keys to the car to the car right now. Per se, he's going to go out. He's going to play. I think for them, they're going to have to have a lot of pick and roll situations, which they're not used to. I think Steve Kerr's going to have to put D'Angelo in his pick and roll. D'Angelo in a lot of isolation ball. I just hope that it doesn't get too isolated for D'Angelo. I hope they still play the warrior system. I feel I still think that system can work. It's just it's going to be different without you know Steph, Clay, KD, and also yeah. Draymond, he tore some ligaments in his fingers, so he'll miss a couple of games right now. So it's just going to be really interesting to see. They haven't gone well, but it doesn't help when you don't have, you know, two of your best, two of your best players sitting on the, on the pine. So it's just going to be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, they have not been looking so good so far. What about you, Locke?
1: I totally agree. I mean, you look at their last lineup against the Charlotte Hornets that they lost. You had Kai Bowman, no namer for me, um, Glenn Robinson. Eric Pascal, who's who's not a nice, He's yeah, a pretty the, decent that's the piece. The one,
0: the one piece, the one shining light out of this whole mess of the Warriors is Eric Pascal, Pascal, whatever his name is. He's been looking real good for a rookie. So yeah, I really like him mate. Uh
1: Jordan Poole and Willie Collison. I mean, off the bench, you had Damian Lee, Alec Burks, Amaris Bellman, Marcus Chris. Like, yeah, they're they're going to struggle. Uh, it's very unfortunate with the um, very unfortunate with the injuries. Of Steph, um, obviously Dre's only out for a couple games, so. Um, he'll be back. Obviously, it's tough because, you know, Dre's not a offensive weapon as such. He's not going to go out there and get you 20 points a game where Steph could almost get you 30 points a game. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, they said Steph will be out, you know, three-plus months. I think they're out of that playoff race now. It's going to be yeah, tough. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs right now anymore. Um, if they wanted to make the playoffs, they would have had to get a hot start, I reckon, and there's been the complete opposite of that. Um, if I was, is it? The, if I was the Warriors, I'd be looking at uh, not tanking as such, but I'd be looking. No, to, I'd be looking at tanking. I'd be looking to get into the lottery, maybe top ten uh, draft pick, and build for the the next coming years. Um, it's really? unfortunate because you know everyone. Some people hated the Warriors, but you know it's they, they were very good to watch. But before, yeah, before you, before you go, before the
0: Warriors were good, no one liked them at all, and they were terrible. So a lot of people are contradicting themselves right now, saying, "Oh." good the Warriors don't deserve this they were dormant for 20 years they were like Sacramento Kings before they got good so a lot of people are like oh this is deserving no it's just runs in the NBA they drafted well and they had good team you know you can't fault that yeah they went out and got Kevin Durant but you know what he was able to do that he was a free agent same thing with LeBron wanted to go to a place to play you know so that's why I think that people that say oh this is deserving of the Warriors come on guys get off it you know this is what this is the NBA it just happens but yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, lot
1: That's all good, um, and uh, we are moving on. We'll uh, we'll move on to the next team that isn't looking good. Yeah, you run them in. Um, we'll go. Um, we're looking. We'll start going to the East here, um, and uh, we'll talk about the Chicago Bulls.
0: Yeah, Chicago. I I thought they were going to be better than what they were, just simply based on the fact that the East is not that good right now. There's no real teams apart from Philly and Milwaukee that are looking like the looking really good so I thought that they could you know upset a couple teams get a couple wins I mean they lost to the Knicks so if you're losing to the Knicks so I don't think of it, look I guess I'm slander but that's a team that they should be beating you know they're losing to teams that they shouldn't be losing to so I just think that they've been disappointing so far they can turn it around it's it's only a short it's only been you know 8 games 9 games they can turn it around it's a long season but I just don't think they've been going as good um, it's, it was funny I saw it on Bleacher Report Players that surprisingly could get traded and one of the players was Zach Levine, so, you know, I don't know if that's just, you know, someone grasping at straws, but, you know, if that's happening, you know, teams that are happening. I mean players that, you know, on Chicago are looking on the trade market, you would think the last player would be Zach Levine, but I just think that's all rumors right now. But they haven't been the greatest. I still think they can turn around. They got some nice pieces. I think Kobe White's a nice piece. Once they you know I think for hint the Chicago, they either need to say to Kristian, you're a six man, or we're looking to trade you so that way. Kobe White can just get the full the full investment into the league. But yeah, apart from that, I think that they'll be really. They can be a team that could can, can turn around. They've been disappointing so far, but they can turn around. What about
1: you, lot? Um, totally agree. Um, you know they could have been a. I I don't mind Chicago. I don't mind the pieces they have. They've got some young guys there. Um, but yeah, they could have been you know in that top ten in the East team there. Um, you know, but if they would have got off to a hotter start. Uh, they've got some good players on their team. They just, yeah, they've just been losing games. And like you said, there's some funny pieces there. I think, you know, I it's funny. You look at Thomas Sanoransky, Kobe White, Chris Dunn. You've got, you know, three good point guards. But the one that stands out to me is Kobe White, the one they drafted. Um, you know, he's a, he's a hell of a player out of North Carolina, hasn't has had the had some crazy games. He's been over eight, averaging 10 points a game and uh, two assists. But, yeah, that basically sums up the Bulls' start to the season. Um, Zach Levine, he's averaging 21. Yeah, he's still Yeah,
0: he's been, he's been,
1: he's, yeah, he's been performing. Uh, Wendell Carter, another one that's been standout. But, again, they just haven't been able to put the wins together. Um, and when you... You know, the big thing is, you know, in the East, it's, the competition isn't as strong. So there's still a chance for them to, to improve and, and get as close as they can to, you say, the playoffs as such. Um, but yeah, they've been disappointing, and I can see, you know, looking at their team, maybe a couple of pieces getting traded towards that, uh, that trade deadline as such. Yeah, so we'll
0: move on to our third team.
1: Probably the most disappointing one.
0: <coughs> Not that they've been, right now they're 500, but for me, I just think they haven't been looking so good. That's Houston Rockets. For me, the style Houston play is really, really bad. That's just the the other way I can put it. It's terrible to watch. I don't like watching it at all. I do not like someone at the top of the key, pounding the ball, dribbling the air out of the basketball, making a move, and then just kicking it to a corner once the defense collapses. Sags, I mean, comes in and helps. It's not good basketball to watch. Yeah, you can do that, you know, if you want to create an iso play for a player. But they do it every time, James Harden or Russ. It's just terrible to watch. If they have some pick and rolls, which they sometimes do, not as much as they have, I think that they could be a better team. They've got a lot of talent, but they just haven't been going as good as like, I think that they can. But in saying that, they got to change something to that style of offense because it's just terrible to watch and it's not going to, work. It's not going to help them win because no one's involved. They don't look like they want to be there. I mean, look. What, what do you reckon? Cause that's what I think. Just look. Yeah, at
1: there's you know, and all the doubters. I mean, they've just been proved right at the moment. Russ and Harden haven't been able to play efficiently together. Um, yeah, absolutely not. They've, like I said, they've they've got off to some some tough, tough start as such. But you know, they've, the game today, they got beat by twenty nine by the Miami Heat. Yeah, good. I don't like it. Uh, I but, like, who would have thought a team like the Miami Heat would have blown out a team in Houston with Hard and Hutt Russ? You know, that's massive. Even if it's the start of the season, it's still, you know, there's something wrong there. Uh, I've talked about it before, you know. That was it the first year they got CP3. Yeah, the um, first
0: year they got CP3, I really like watching them play.
1: Yeah, they played well. D'Antoni's system suited them. They got up and down. They shot the most threes in the NBA. They also, you know, attacked... They played iso but they they played it smart they went into iso when you know dan tony put cp3 and hard in a lot of uh, pick and rolls and they went into isolation when they had the switches um which was good but they also used capella a lot in that situation but yeah there's it's something something's up there they need to figure out especially because houston are in the west so they need to figure out this stuff super quick uh figure out a solution uh maybe you know trying to find something but you know when you look at their pieces you know, and you talked about that ISO ball, it's literally one person at the top of the key, you know, trying to get to the ring and then you've got four other guys standing just on the spot. No off ball movement, no nothing, just on the spot just waiting for the ball, practically. Yeah, and if if ugly. you look at all the teams that are playing D on them, you know, it's it's hard to play D on those, you know, Russ and Harden. But as a team defense, it's quite easy because these guys are just sitting back and going, yeah, it's fine. Go ISO ball. We'll just put my best defender on you. That's fine. You know, and then there's your solution. So they need to, you know, I think Dan Tony needs to figure out something quick. But um, yeah, that's about it for me.
0: Yeah, we'll move on to them. So what the next part we'll talk about in our podcast today the players that are looking real good right now. So we've got three or four players that are looking good right now. First player I'll talk about was um, Carl Towns. Carl town? sorry. He has looked like... We well, mentioned him earlier in this podcast, but he's looked like he's taking that step up, and which is really good to see because, you know, I remember Kevin Durant came out, I think, when he was a rookie, and he said if he keeps going the way he's going, the way he progresses, he'll be on the Hall of Fame. It's a massive statement. But in saying that, he's starting to get on pace again when he's starting to look like a top three big in the NBA. I think the only bit that's probably looking better than him right now would be... It would be Jokic because I still love Jokic. I love the way he plays, and Joel Embiid. So I think he'd probably be third right now. So I think he's taking that step up, which is you know dessert, which is what he should be doing because he's got so much potential. But he's looking really good right now. I think that he's you know playing that he's got it looks like he's gotten a bit leaner, a bit faster. So it's, he's playing that style of basketball right now that suits the modern NBA. He's fast, so he can you know he can start on the top of the top of the key. Okay, work his way in you know burn some players you know which you don't usually see as soon as, so it's looking really good for him Lock, what are you reckon because I know he's one of your favourites right now Towns sorry yeah
1: cool.
0: talking about Towns
1: um yeah I mean he's ever, ever since he got drafted I, I loved him as a player um as we talked about last year he sort of got lost in the controversy there um but he's coming out pretty good um he's been looking good stretching the floor shooting well but um the biggest thing that you know he just hasn't been posting i mean the biggest criticism was from last year's was that he doesn't post up enough um and to start the season you know uh Ryan Saunders has put him in a lot of situations in the post um you know he's a great he's a one of those multi-skilled players where you put him out in the wing he can shoot the three ball but he can also go off the dribble as a small well, he's a 7 footer so you know when you can get a 7 footer doing that that's absolutely nuts but um, I mean, when you have got someone seven foot, but you also want to put him in the post, so that's a big thing that they uh, criticized him last year. But um, I think he's done a really good job of it, and, and proved you know he's leading by example in Minnesota, which is really really good to watch, you know. And and as we talked about before, they come off to a hot start, and he's the, the catalyst.
0: Yeah, he yeah, has been been really good. So I'm gonna move on to the second player that's been looking real well really well right now, and that's Andre Drummond for the Detroit Pistons. He's been looking like a beast right now. I mean, now that Blake Griffin's not there right now because he's injured, he's had to get a lot more touches, but he's just looking like a machine on the on the defensive end. He gets like... He's had games where he's getting 20 rebounds a game. That's outrageously good. Like, you don't understand how hard it is to get 10 rebounds, let alone 20. So, for him to get that position himself so well, I don't know how he does that. It's just insane. But, insane that, he's just... A player that, you know, you, you kind of forget because he came into the league so well and he kind of flatlined, but he averages, he leaves the leagues in rebounds, I think he's led the league in rebounds the past maybe two years, so to do that consistently, it's a, it's a hard task, the only reason we don't talk about him in top 10 centres as much is because he's not much, much of a shooter, he's an old school centre, if you put him in the league 10 years ago, I mean 15 years ago, he'd probably be, you know, a top Ten center in the league, top five center in the league, because he just dominates. He's so he's so dominant in that in the in the paint right now. It's 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 not funny. I know I know in Yahoo NBA fantasy, he ranks number one in fantasy players because he's such a good rebounder and such a good good uh, pick and roll player. He gets a lot of easy buckets off the pick and roll, and he gets a lot of offensive. Ever just puts back in, and lays it up. So he's been looking really well right now. but Hopefully he can take a step up and be, you know, that second all-star that Detroit can just consistently rely on, especially on the offensive end, because they can rely on him on the offensive end. You know, Detroit can be a sneaky team that, you know, can upset some players, upset some teams, sorry. they got, you know, Derek Rose now that's averaging 20 points a game, six assists, which is really good. You know, he was coming off the bench doing that. Now he's going to start that Reggie Jackson's injured. But, you know, more into point, not the drum. He's just looking real good right now, real smooth, looking like a real big man right now. What about you? Locke? Well, just you back know? on that
1: point about D Rose, there. Um, it's amazing to see that he's uh, you know, in the shape in, in the, sort of reshaped his career. Um, but yeah, he's a sort of sneaky six man right there. Um, even though that he does start due to the injured um, Reggie Jackson, does put him in that situation for the six man of the year, which is uh, which was pretty cool to see. Um. Not saying he's going to win it, but he could be a little dark horse there, with a little bit of competition. Yeah, absolutely. Don't just give it... We don't always just want Lou Williams to win it. I, I, I do think he would have started on the bench this season. Uh, but, yeah, look, he's been productive at, at that, and, and, you know, that's what you want. I mean, we talk about Andre Drummond. He's averaging 22 points a game, 18 rebounds, which is absolutely ridiculous at the moment. Those numbers are nuts. Especially with Blake Griffin in and out of the line, lineup. Um He can... Yeah, like you said, if he can take that step up and be that second all-star you know he could maybe um take them to another another step you know maybe take them to the second round of the eastern conference uh playoffs <coughs> um i really I don't mind watching a bit of the pistons highlights at the moment and um it's been uh it's been pretty cool um yeah he's, he's good obviously another thing that's been there is um his passing you know he's got some good decent vision there obviously he doesn't have the the stretch game yet um it'll be interesting to see if he does ever get into it however I mean when you're averaging 22 and 18 and dominating in the inside um yeah you don't want to go away from that no, stick
0: to what you're good at stick to what gets you paid but um the, yeah the last the last player that I want to talk oh, about sorry sorry I'm gonna, go just,
1: just gonna have a quick honourable mention here um watched the last two games of him and he been uh, averaging about 15 points a game uh Torian Prince from the uh Brooklyn Nets um Nice piece. I nice. think he's more of a hot or just surprising. He's, well, a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit okay. of both. But I just want to throw him in there because he's um he's he's nice. You know, I think we talked about it on a podcast way back um that trade they had with Atlanta. He's a little bit of a steal. Yeah,
0: I I, I don't underst- I understand how they got got him for that. They had to give up a first rounder, but they gave up um, Alonzo. He was getting twenty three million. I think Atlanta got
1: fleeced right there. I think he's a really good piece. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, with KD out, he's that nice swing man they had there. He can shoot the ball. He's a little bit of a hustler. Decent, um, you know, wing penetrator. But, yeah, I just thought I'd throw him in there. He's been performing well as of late and uh, giving those nets a couple extra wins there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Sorry. Uh, The last player I want to talk about has been Kyrie. Kyrie's been going off his head in Brooklyn right now. It looks like there was a report that came out that I think that was just garbage. Said that uh the title they they're worried about his mood swings. I just think that's rubbish. This guy's making I mean pulling up straws, grasping at straws. If you say, I don't care what you say. That player is a machine. He has been dominating teams. I don't under, I, I don't understand how someone could say such stupid things about him. Now, he is averaging I don't know how much it's like twenty something a game 24, 25, 26, somewhere in that range. But he's just been looking like 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 silk. So, 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 so silky, you know. It's un- I don't understand how he does it. Like, I don't How much how do you reckon
1: he was averaging? He thought he was averaging
0: 24, but I think it's like 28 or something.
1: 30 points a game, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists for Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, that's outrageous, you know. So that, that that just shows you how good of a player he is. But yeah, I think, like you said before, staying on that Kyrie topic, he's in that perfect system right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's in Brooklyn, you know, that's where, he's, where he grew up, if I'm wrong now. He grew up in New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, but yeah, he's you know, he's loving life playing there, you know. Kenny Atkinson, um, people would say he's not the greatest coach, X and O wise, but um he's a pretty good person coach. I think he's a um, he's
0: a coach where he has a good system, a player system. Might not be X and but a system that Yeah is more for suits the players and, and all the players he, believe gets in. involved and that everyone does their piece. Everyone like a college system, everyone does their job that helps the tech it's like a it's like an, uh, it's like a uh, what is it house he he builds a nice foundation and then the players start building from there so that's why that's what I think he's yeah, it's been
1: exciting to watch that's for sure um, Kyrie Irving he's hot start you know dropping fifty in that loss opening game but he's been absolutely hot you know without Katie it, it does hurt but yeah it they've, does. they've had they've put some wins together and obviously it's going to take you know Spencer Dinwiddie stepping up Caris LeVert there as well. Uh, and then obviously ro- uh, role players like Torian Prince and DeAndre Jordan and Jarrett Allen uh, the list could go on there but yeah yeah, it's gonna he's definitely leading by example and like you said that moods in comment KD came out on uh, first take yeah, and, and shut that down straight yeah, away so was wrong. you know but yeah he's been leading by example and that's something he probably wasn't the greatest at in uh, Boston but it seems like he's done a, a decent job and he's he's yeah he's the head of that team and he's 30 points in the game and uh not bad, not half bad at all.
0: No, absolutely not. So um, we're going to get into we're going to get into a couple of players that are surprising right now. We'll leave the most surprising to last. One player I want to talk about that Lockie and I forgot, but I've just recently I've just remembered. Um, he's plays for Atlanta right now. DeAndre Bembry. Uh, he's a player that's looking really good right now. He was in Atlanta with the with the start of the rebuilding process. He was there. I think the last year Al Horford was there also. Didn't get a lot of minutes. Got basically garbage time minutes. But I think he's been a player that's looking really good right now. You know, he looks like a, a solid backup. And, you know, he could probably start for certain teams in the NBA right now. You know, you chuck him on a Golden State right now. You chuck him on a Charlotte. that He probably starts on teams like that right now. So he's been looking really good, really smooth. Maybe Atlanta traded Torian Prince because they knew what DeAndre Bermuda could be capable of. Maybe we're not thinking about that. But, yeah, he's been looking like a player that looks really, really good right now. What are you reckon about him, Locke? Because I know you would like him too.
1: Yeah, he's nice. Um, as we talked about before, Matt Hill came out to um, Sydney to our local basketball association, and he talked. He was spoke very highly of um, DeAndre Bemery. Um He's an exciting player. Uh, fits the system perfectly. Uh, yeah, I mean, can't can't complain. He's been he's been hot, and you know he's sort of taking that step up with Trey out right now, which is good as well. Yeah, Trey, you know, but it does it does hurt that he's. Um, you know, out there, and you can't you can't help that, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's averaging ten points a game, four rebounds, three assists, but he's had a couple of games where he put eighteen on the board, um, and he's you know a couple games like that, so he's been looking good, um, but yeah, that's all what I can say on him. Yeah, he's been just a player that I really like watching, but um, we're gonna get into our
0: two players that us that are, that we wrote down that are most surprising right now. The first player we'll talk about is Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram was. For me, he kind of got lost in the whole L.A., whole Lakers, you know, I don't know how what word to say that Lakers team was last year. It was kind of just a, basically like a reality TV show. You know, he had the ups and downs, and he kind of got lost in it all because he was injured a bit. He wasn't playing as consistent as he was. So I think for him, the best thing that could ever happen to him was get out of L.A., get out of that massive, massive spotlight, because he played the same position as LeBron. It was just hard for him. They pushed him to the four, and it's not really a four. It's more of a three-man. I know he's playing four right now, but he's more of a three-man if you ask me. So I think him going to a new team. It's not surprising that he can put up these numbers, but because Playpool, I forgot about him. He, he he surprised me because I forgot about how good he could be. And he averages, I believe, twenty a game. Gets to his spots really well, really effortlessly. You know, he gets other teammates involved too, and he's a pretty good rebounder too because he's so long and athletic. I just think he can be a piece. You know, a couple of years down that line where, you know, the Pelicans haven't, you know, had a lot of wins right now. Zion is out and has just hurt their chemistry. You know, different players are playing more minutes, different rotations. You know, he's looking like a real stud right now. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, New Orleans pay him either the max or very close to it. He's just been looking like a player that's looking real effortlessly right now. Like, I know you're high on him too.
1: Yeah, he's, you know, coming out of college doesn't help when people you know compare you to players like Kevin Durant you know he's got the he's got the body type the lanky, body type yeah absolutely um, yeah. but well, they, they did compare him you know to the NBA draft they always have a comparison they compared him to it uh, but yeah he's coming out you know after that big year with LeBron uh, where he's sort of you known got overshadowed averaging 23 7 and 4 for the Pelicans and they are coming dead last in the uh, the West however he's taken that step up and with Zion out he's been Performing, um, and yeah, they, it's something good to see. You know, after he had those uh, blood clots, was it in his?
0: Yeah, he had blood clot. I believe in his heart. So it was like a blood clots in his heart. who had something wrong with his blood, which was making the surgery close to his heart, which wasn't, you know, ideal for him. But uh, yeah, it, it, but it's yeah, tough it's,
1: for him. it's been good to watch. You know, he's an exciting player, uh, lanky. You know, if he can, he has added that three ball consistently. Great at getting to the ring with his length, which is even better. Um, but yeah, they've been, they've been exciting to watch uh, He's been good he, Opening game He's got a decent jump shot Nice, fluent yeah, He's
0: um, got a pretty good mid-range jump shot so plays, mid-range within range game,
1: um, plays within the system Plays within the system Alvin Dentry He's an offensive-minded coach And um, yeah, puts him in the right situations And uh, he plays off that Which is good And like I said, he's that lanky player Before we move on to the uh, most surprising player I'm just going to do an Aussie shout-out uh, to Aaron Baines, the Phoenix Suns.
0: Yeah, he's actually looking real good recently.
1: Um, if we're talking about surprising, he's actually moved up into the starting lineup because of the old Dondre Ayton suspension. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton decided to uh, delve into the world of drugs, and um, he's been suspended for 25 games, I believe it was.
0: I think he said it was an accident, which I'm not too sure if it can be an accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Yeah, who knows? Don't know but, what happened there.
1: But yeah, he's he's, he's slotted into the, slotted into the starting lineup, and he's uh, currently averaging 15 points a game five rebounds and three assists but he's had the last two games he's had 20 and 24 uh, he's had a game where he's had 12 14 15 and I could go on with all the the points he's scored but he's he's um just you know as an Aussie we love to see Aussies um succeed in the NBA um and a lot of people thought you know him going to Phoenix you know it, it would have been the last of him you know and but in saying that he's been excellent he's that bruiser kind of guy and as we saw in the FIBA World Cup, he's added that three point shot to his game consistently. You know, he, he was out there in the FIBA World Cup averaging uh probably about I think it was two or three threes a game. And he's six foot nine, maybe ten. And he's, he's a big a big dude, man. He's a big body. He is he's not we're not when we talk about big, we're not talking tall, but he's like broad, muscular. He's like a brick. Yeah, and he hits hard and being him in Phoenix, he's been performing well, so just a thought to throw that one out there, but um, not everyone would have thought of it, but yeah, he's been um, nice to watch, and it's always good to see an Aussie doing well in the NBA, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it's always good to see the Aussies flourishing
1: in the NBA. Uh, well, moving on, I think, without a doubt, we can talk about this player uh, being the most surprising. Um, being undrafted is something big too. You know, he performed well in the preseason and if you don't already know who we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Kendrick Nunn from the Miami Heat. And he has been on fire. That's basically it, really. He's got a three-point game, a mid-range game, an isolation game. And don't forget, he's an elusive lefty. Um, and he's been nice to watch. Dialed down some mean dunks, too. He, yeah, he's been, he's been really exciting. You know, something... You like to see these games where... Um, a player like that who is undrafted succeeds um, and goes through that thing um, but yeah the first five games he's coming out he has been on fire averaging 19 points a game two rebounds and three assists and sort of you know at times he's been that leader on the Miami Heat um, in points and won them games as well so well, two,
0: two years ago three years ago you had Dragan not Dragan um, Goran Goran Dragic who was an all-star in the league and now you got him coming off the bench because Kendrick Nunn's so good right now. He's starting for them. So, you know, you got to look at it like that. That's outrageous, if you ask me. An undrafted rookie starting in the NBA right now. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy, if you ask me. I mean, Locke hit it kind of on the head, though. For me, the best thing about watching him play is that he's not he's not selfish. You know, a lot of players that come to the league try to get their own. He's not selfish. He gets his teammates involved. He gets everyone involved. But he, he's so good on defense, too, because he's like a little pit bull built built very strong kind of built like uh, uh, just a little bit of a smaller version of Eric Bledsoe built strong loads to the ground you know good low centre of gravity he's really good to watch on defence you know he gets into the passing lanes you know can defend you know one two and maybe sometimes the three man but he's, his offence really too also he's been looking real good you know he gets to his spots really really effortlessly you know so that's why I like watching him play he's been to be surprised in the NBA right now yeah he's
1: 24 it, years old and he went undrafted um, because of a domestic violence case, uh, was the reason why he went undrafted. A lot of teams didn't touch it because uh, that was still ongoing. Um, and that he also was dismissed from his college in Illinois. Um, so that's another reason why he went undrafted. But he'd been playing in the G League over the last two years, and he's you know performed highly. And the, the Heat picked him up in, for the Summer League this year and performed well there. Is effortless scorer and. Yeah, that translated into preseason, and now it's translated into the, the regular season. So it's good to see, you know, a story like this. He's got fight and adversity and stuff like that. So, no, it's good.
0: Yeah, it's very good to watch. You know, he's just a, just a baller, flat-out baller. Good to see him on the right path. So, before we finish this podcast, we're just going to look at uh, two te- one team from myself, and one team that Lachlan thinks is going to have a good week in the NBA. First, the team I think is going to have, a, I think that they're going to go undefeated this week. That's Dallas. Um, Dallas has, you know, a pretty easy schedule, but they've been looking real good right now. You know, Luke has been looking like a like an all-star. I'll say he's an all-star right now. I believe he'd be a, he'll he be an all-star right now. Chris Stapps is quietly, you know, for me, quietly averaging 20 points, 8 rebounds a game. That duo right there is unguardable. Dorian Finney-Smith's been looking really good. You know, he's been looking like a real stud. So they have all these pieces right now that have been looking really good. I think that their team right now this week alone, they're gonna go undefeated. But you know, they could be a smoky for that eight spot in, in the playoffs right now. Yeah, what, they're fourth. They're yeah. fourth
1: in the West, and like you said, you got Orlando, New York, Memphis, Boston, New York, Toronto, and the list goes on. Cleveland, Phoenix, Golden State—teams that I can see them getting a win. A couple, you know, one or two tough teams in there. But hey, you know, one or two—you know—that's pretty damn good. They've been performing really, really well. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've really been loving the uh, Lucre and uh, KP connection there, which has been really good. A team for me, um, I'm going to stick to my gun, and that's uh, Philadelphia. Um, yep. l- looking at their matchups, they've got a couple tough ones here. But, I mean, their toughest would be Utah and Dallas. And then they go on to play Phoenix, Charlotte, Cleveland, Orlando, OKC, Cleveland, New York. Um, and San Antonio, then they face New York again. So when you get to play New York twice and you, you're playing all these New York three times, sorry, um, yeah, I can easily see them not undefeated, but I can see them having a very good week in the NBA um, and maybe going maybe 10-2, and two, maybe 10-1, and one, um, depending on their, their uh, schedule. But yeah, no, I think they're you know off to a hot start and I don't see them slowing down anytime soon due to their schedule
0: yeah no, that'll be a good team. all right guys that's our podcast for today make sure you should share you know subscribe to our podcast or on spotify lock what else we We've on some new recent ones recently what else are we on? uh
1: we're now on breaker yep and radio public as well
0: so make sure you guys listen to us we'll probably be back either next week or we'll have another one coming down this week but uh that's it for today guys thanks for listening have a good day